This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Leary and this is The Saturday Quiz, the podcast where I ask the questions and it's up to my guests to come up with the answers. Seeing as the day this episode comes out is the same day as the Australian federal election, I thought it a good idea to get a couple of political experts onto the show, not in an attempt to gain any particular insight, but to give them a little break from wall-to-wall election coverage. One of my guests is the political reporter for The Guardian Australia and author of the book On Reckoning, which examines the fallout after the revelations of the Brittany Higgins sexual assault case. And the other is a former political advisor who now has a regular column in the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age and is the author of the book The Game, a portrait of Scott Morrison, which by the time you're listening to this has hopefully become irrelevant. Welcome to the show, Amy Ramekis and Sean Kelly. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm not sure a political expert covers it. Political, very tired person. <laughs> You're both probably both politically very tired people. Yeah, political broken. That That's probably more, more my style at the moment. Sean, yeah? Uh, happy with political broken. Yep, B-R-O-E-K-E-N, that's me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, this season of the podcast, I've been asking people if they have a favourite piece of trivia. Do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? No. (laughs) (laughs) Quick answer from Sean. Uh, No, I don't have a favourite piece of trivia. I'm one of those people who every time someone comes up with trivia, I go, oh, my God, amazing, and then forgets it two seconds later. Yeah, I'm in that um, camp as well. I'm sorry, Johnny. Although I did find out I'd always believed that the Muffin Man was actually a child murderer, like back in, like, the 1700s or something, who used to live in Drury Lane and then put out a muffin on a piece of string and roll it out for children and, like, murdered 15 children. And I found out recently that that is a lie. And the reason I found that out <laughs> is because um, um, all of those great memes of John Howard bailing up that poor woman against a wall while he's campaigning with Josh Frydenberg yes. and Kuyong. Um, and one of the, the my favourite ones is him, you know, in that picture going, do you know who the Muffin Man is? Do you know the Muffin Man? And it just made me look it up. So Muffin Man, right. not a child murderer. Very sorry for believing that in the past. <laughs> wow, I didn't know the child murderer kind of situation with that. Well, there you go. It's trivia that's not true trivia. Well, relatedly, I um, I only realised this week that the Michelin Man and the Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters are not, in fact, the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely. Yeah, the Stave Puffed Marshmallow Man. Because I, I, I was asking somebody, do you think Michelin had to pay to have the Michelin Man in the Ghostbusters movie? <laughs> <laughs> They were Turns like, it's the no, Stay no. Puff Marshmallow Man, Sean, clearly. Yeah. But, all, but on that, I did find out on the Michelin thing that the Michelin star is actually based on Michelin tyres because to advertise Michelin tyres, they used to put out a where are the best restaurants guide and so people used to drive around to these restaurants. Yeah, that you would drive to. There was, and, yeah. there was a big subplot in Ghostbusters too, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're going to take a quick little break. We'll be right back. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined by Amy Ramekis and Sean Kelly. Are you ready? Here we go. Question number one. Who plays the titular character of the upcoming miniseries, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Oh, God. Like, isn't it like Ewan McGregor? It is. Oh That's God, exactly yes. who it is. Yeah. You got it. First, first guess. Thanks, I refuse well to see those movies other than the originals. I don't need to know any more of that story. I'm done. It's closed for me. <laughs> no, closed book. Yeah. Don't, don't care? No, done. Won't be watching when it premieres on Disney Plus no, on the 27th I have seen of this the, month? I have seen, what is it, four, five, and six, and then I saw, like, seven, I think, and then I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm done with this universe. <laughs> what about you, Sean? You're not a Star Wars kid. Look, this is getting tedious, but once again, I'm going to have to agree with Amy. Uh, <laughs> I, I sound wow. a lot like this election campaign, don't I? <laughs> exactly. We're, we're your choices. <laughs> Your two choices in this quiz, so, you know, yeah, better future. Yeah, my two choices for this quiz are very similar. Yeah, I don't know how two I'm different, going to... There's uh... a bulldozer and there's a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number two. Which of these countries does the Nile not run through or along the border of? Is it A, Egypt, B, Ethiopia, C, Uganda, or D, Somalia? And there's a bonus point for naming the body of water into which the Nile empties. I'm so bad at geography. Um, Everybody is. Don't so worry about bad it. at it. I'm going to go with Somalia. That's my D, answer. D, Somalia yep. is the right answer. No way. <laughs> yeah. Well done. I have no idea what it enters in. ends into. Like, I assume some sort of ocean, but um, I have no idea which one. The Amazon. No, the That's Amazon is... That's a joke. Uh, all right, good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know that was a joke. That gives you some indication. <laughs> it empties into a sea. And it's funny, I've always looked at the, the map of the Nile. The Nile's enormous. It, by some measures, is the biggest river in the world. It has competition with the Amazon. Some people say the Amazon. Some people say the Nile. But it goes through or runs along the border of... 11 countries in Africa, but it empties. I've always looked at the map and seen that it runs uh, north-south. And I always looked at the map and because north is at the top of most maps, I imagined that it ran south. Because that's like <laughs> running. That's the way gravity works. Running. That's yeah, that's yeah. the way gravity works. Hold up a piece of paper and you run water down it. Exactly. It goes from the top to the exactly. bottom. But it doesn't. It runs in the opposite direction. And that's magic. Next you're going to tell me that the, the world is actually a globe and it's not flat and it's just going to blow my entire mind. Exactly. So it goes north and, and empties out, uh, you know, the coast of Africa into so so tell me what's the body of water that is north of africa 
God. Why did you lead us into something that seemed obvious and then just leave us, <laughs> leave us looking like fools? <laughs> Look, it is very obvious. Think of it as the ancient world. The North Sea? No, not the North Sea. Well, the then North I'm Sea out. is, a, is I'm a done. Lot further. Look, I got Somalia, Sean. This one's on you. Um, but it's underneath Europe. The ancient sea? <laughs> <laughs> the Adriatic? Not the Adriatic. It's the other one. The Mediterranean. The Mediterranean. Well, yeah. see, I've never been to the Mediterranean or to Europe, so there's my excuse. Well, there you go. Okay. The Nile empties into the Mediterranean. All right. Question number three. In which century did French physician and reputed seer Nostradamus live? <laughs> <laughs> uh, ninth. No, a, is it a bit later? Is it the fourteenth? Or you're closer? We're, now we're just going to be guessing numbers. Um, <laughs> no, you're just the, guessing tw- numbers. the twelfth. <laughs> no, it 17th. was the sixteenth century. Okay, cool. So he was born in or about fifteen o three. And died in 1566. It's pretty easy to have been, you know, a Nostradamus then though, right? Like I imagine that people will be travelling in different ways, possibly using wheels and possibly flying and everyone's like, you're a genius when it happens. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but but, but you haven't done it. Well, I mean, like watch, just read my blog and just in like (laughs) another nine centuries, just come back and just go, she was right. The sun did explode. She guessed that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, someone, I, I can't remember who it was, but someone made up some Nostradamus quatrains to show how easy it is to kind of ah. to link them to contemporary events and, yeah, and fool people. And were they, were they convincing? Yeah. Well, yeah, because they're vague. They're just like, I, I think just after September 11, there were a whole bunch of them that were like, you know, two towers, big city, you know, very kind of vague kind of like our leadership aspirants you're saying so (laughs) yeah yeah color it in yourself that's uh, (laughs) okay all right question number four what gives red blood cells their color iron well you're kind of right because iron attaches iron molecules attach to these things that are it's kind of right being like kind of pregnant like, do I get a point? <laughs> well, you get you get like a half a point. Okay, sure. all right, fine. Um, I want to say corpuscles, but is that just a made-up thing? No, no okay. it's not a made like that's a real thing, <laughs> but it's not the thing I'm looking for is... here. So, red blood cells apparently, red blood cells make up about one quarter of the 100 trillion cells in your body, but they don't make up one quarter of your weight because they're so tiny. And unlike most cells in your body, they don't have a nucleus. Instead, they're filled with these things, the, the name of which I'm trying to get you to say. Is they're it like, like platelets? Little bags. Oh, no, but, I, you, you know, a word around that kind A word of around blood. platelets, blood, iron. I'm, I'm out. That's, that's as far as I get. I couldn't um, even do operation without making the buzzer sound. So, <laughs> what? This is uh, why I'm a journalist, Johnny. <laughs> Other people not, not tell me things, and I write it. I don't know these things myself. <laughs> I have no idea, Johnny. It starts with H. 
hemoglobin thing. Is the right answer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hemoglobin. Well, we would be struggling without Amy. <laughs> <his team. laughs> yeah. Human blood is red because of the protein hemoglobin, which is what, you know, carries the oxygen around your body. Well, there you go, Mr. O'Sullivan, my high school science teacher. Apparently, I was listening to something at some point, despite what you thought. All right, question number five. True or false, the band Powderfinger originated in Adelaide? I'm going to say false. And you're going to be correct. Yes, because I am from the greatest nation on earth, and don't you dare try to take Powderfinger from us. They were born on Vulture Street in South <laughs> yeah. Brisbane. They held there that state go. together. So That was my next question. Where exactly did they come from? It's your hometown, right? It is, yeah. Well, I mean, I was born in South Australia, in ah. Mount Gambia, but I am a Queenslander through and through. Yeah, Brisbane band, Powderfinger. Do you know where their name came from? Mm, well, I mean... Only the urban legends, so I'm probably not. Oh no! What's the? I don't oh no! Know like the there was always just you know like illusions of just being a powder on your finger. Oh, I see. Of yep. course. Yes. Well, it, they're named after a Neil Young song, which is Powderfinger. Oh. Yep. Yeah. I can. I can also tell you that they are uh, Kevin Rudd's famous favorite pop band. It really? Yeah. I did not know. Well, that. I mean, uh, for official purposes, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you had to do a Spotify playlist now for Kevin Rudd, you'd have lots of Powderfinger, I'm imagining. Lots of Powderfinger. Yeah. 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 Were you responsible for, was he the first one to have a Spotify playlist or? I don't think Spotify was so much of a thing at that point, but. Or an iTunes. But he did a lot of, he did a lot of FM interviews. So he um, had to name his uh, favourite band on occasion mm-hmm. <laughs> and you were there furiously writing on your hand i can't i couldn't i can't recall i can't recall. well i mean you could have had the go-betweens as another great yeah Brisbane band so you could have had that it, not quite mainstream enough amy a little, little bit too indie yeah sorry yeah, yeah. that's true not that's not, true. not going to get a lot of swing voters with the go-betweens no well i wouldn't have thought a lot of swing voters would be there with tina arena but here we are <laughs> here we are indeed All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Amy Ramikis and Sean Kelly. We're up to question number six. Golda Meyer was Prime Minister of which country from 1969 to 1974? I know this one. Israel. Israel is the right answer. Yeah. Great. I've got one. I've got one. That's I can retire happy. <laughs> well, I did not Amy, know. Amy, the rest of this quiz is on you. Yeah, I did not know that. I would have said something stupid like, isn't that like a movie production company? So. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. Do you know, here's one that's going to test you, Sean, though. Do you know where she was born? I definitely do not. Her, her family emigrated to the US when she was a little girl. But she was born in 1898 in 
Kiev. Hmm. Really? Yeah. That is a good fact. Isn't it? And she was what she's fascinating. I mean, she was apparently not not the greatest prime minister that that Israel have had, but she was one of 24 signatories of the Israeli Declaration of Independence in 1948 and 20 years later she became the fourth person and first and only woman to become the Prime Minister of Israel. Hmm. Hmm. Beat Australia by a long way? Yeah, by a long way. All right, question number seven. An Andy Warhol artwork of whom sold this month for a record 195 million US dollars? That'd be Marilyn Monroe. It is. But that is also, I'm very, like, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but I just do not think that Andy Warhol deserves all of, you know, the glory that he gets. He took photos of other people and then he screen printed it and then he yep. used their image to make himself famous. Absolutely. And, and he, he didn't even take the photo of Marilyn Monroe. That is other publicity photo that he yeah, screen he was printed. basically like one of the first like meme generators. Like if Andy Warhol <laughs> was around now, he would be running a meme account and making like hundreds of millions of dollars using other people's jokes. Like very absolutely. against Andy Warhol. No, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Do you know the the name of the uh, of the painting that that sold? Is it like Marilyn in blue or Marilyn number something or other? Yeah, you're right. It's called Shot Sage Blue Marilyn. And it's become the most expensive piece of 20th century art ever sold. Well, that would be just because in the pandemic, the rich got richer and now they have hundreds of millions of dollars to send, spend at auctions yeah. and just hang things up in their you know, homes where no one is allowed to see them. Not that you'd want to necessarily see Andy Warhol, but still release the art. <laughs> it's, do you know why it's called the Shot Marilyns? There's four of them mm-hmm. with different coloured backgrounds. In 1964, he painted five... Marilyn silkscreen portraits with different coloured backgrounds, red, orange, light blue, sage blue and turquoise. And Dorothy Podba, who was a performance artist, saw the recently completed paintings stacked against one another at the factory studio and asked Warhol if she could shoot them. He thought she meant photograph them. But when he said, yeah, sure, go ahead, she took out a gun from her purse and fired a single shot at the stack of four paintings, which became known as the Shot Marilyns, because the turquoise one wasn't in that pile. Hmm. Isn't that nutty? So somebody hmm. else also added the thing that became the art about yeah. the Andy Warhol <laughs> series, is what you're saying there. Yeah, amazing. All right, question number eight. How many Catherines did Henry VIII marry? Two. It's more than two. Three. It is three. (laughs) (laughs) Were they Catherines with a K or with a C? Did they use A R I N E? Were they wise? Like, what's going on here, Johnny? Do you? No, they were all the same Catherine. (laughs) They were only differentiated by their surnames. They were all the same Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) No, do you know what, what their surnames were? No. You know at least one of them. Of Aragon? Is one of them. Very well done. There's also Catherine Parr and Catherine Howard. And do you know the names of the, of the other ladies that he married? 
Boylan, so that was Anne Boylan. Yeah. And then there was the... Did he marry the other Boylan sister? No. No. But he did no. marry someone else called Anne. So three Catherines, so two Anne Anne's. of Cleves. Anne of Cleves, correct. Um, and I think that's pretty much it where I go with Henry's wife. And one more who was a the same name as... Was it Jane? As, yeah. Yeah. Jane who? I don't know. The person that played uh, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. Seymour. Jane, Jane, Jane Seymour. Seymour. Yeah, very good. It wasn't Dr. Quinn that gave it to me. <laughs> it was just some, like, depths of my very broken brain pulled that up. So, you know, oh, like, I'm looking, like, I see Natalie Portman and Scarlett Johansson. That's where I'm getting a lot of my Henry VIII knowledge. In the, so. in the, the other Berlin girl. Yes. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah, something like that, yeah. All right, question number nine. Name the... 2022 National Basketball League champions. Is it Newcastle? No, it's not Newcastle. Uh, they won the third game in the best of five series, so there were no games four and five. Uh, happened just the other day. Oh, just the other day. Crucial <laughs> clue. I'm very sorry, Australian basketball. I have been watching uh, the American playoffs, so, you know, like I've been watching Boston go through, but I have not been watching Wow, you haven't been watching... Where's your parochialism? My goodness. Yep, somewhere Uh, with um, our country's pride, I'd imagine. So name Name an Australian basketball team. Uh, This this quiz is really just a series of levels of humiliation, isn't it? If you can't answer this easy question, here's an easier question you still can't answer. I mean, do the Brisbane Bullets still exist? They might do, but that's not the answer that I'm looking for. But you said name a team. I mean, yes, I I, I did, but but I wanted you to name name a, the team another that one. Won. The, the winners, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, no. Come I on, am... Sean. You've you've got a basketball team up your sleeve. The Sydney Flames. Oh, that, you've half, halfway there. Was you that got the, the right city. Are they kings? The is it the Sydney Kings? Sydney kings? It is. It's the Sydney Kings. Well, well done, Sydney. <laughs> well done. Hold that you one are, up You pride. are truly the kings. I was going to ask you who they defeated in the finals. But, but you don't <laughs> want to drag this out any longer. <laughs> I don't want to drag this out. They defeated the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. Right. Tip of my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> well, you probably wouldn't know the Jack Jumpers because it was their, uh, I think it's their inaugural season in, in the competition. I don't know what a Jack Jumper is. <laughs> I think is it, it might Jack be Jack jumping do... over the candlestick or is it something to do with lumberjacks? I don't. I think the latter. I think it's to do with, with logging and, uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Tim- <laughs> Yeah, there you go indeed. I guess the Tasmanian loggers didn't really pass the focus groups. No, they wanted to include it somehow, but yeah. All right, we're up to the final question. Keep it together. You've only got one more to go. And look, I reckon you're going to know this one because this is in both your wheelhouses. This is going to be embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Good luck, Amy. Good luck. (laughs) Thanks in advance. (laughs) (laughs) Question number 10. Which One Nation politician came under fire for a tweet during the second leaders' debate? Oh, 
he who shall not be named Mark Latham, who is a terrible human being and why are we paying attention to him? I know. It, yes, that is correct. <laughs> and yeah, I'm not going to repeat it here, but it was... It was racist. Yeah. And it was bad enough that the Sky News host, Andrew Bolt, said that he wouldn't have Mark Latham onto his show until he apologised for his offensive tweets. And even then, he would think twice. So when Andrew Bolt is uh, calling you out for your racist yep. tweets and comments. Just insert that meme of the worst person you know just made a good point. <laughs> That's absolutely true. All right, we're going to take one last break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Amy Ramikas, Sean Kelly, well done. Yay! Yeah, well done, well done, Amy. Uh, well done, well done, Johnny. <laughs> Sean, you, what, what was the one that you got, Sean? Doesn't got matter. Doesn't matter. History, history will forget you it. Got, you got the uh, the political history one, the international pol- political history. And I just got, I just guessed a whole heap of others after being led down the path towards the answer. So That's what this podcast is all about. It's not really about knowing all the answers. It's just, you know, having fun getting there. I will go home no. though and just say I absolutely nailed it. Uh, <laughs> you should, just, you did. Just knew Good. absolutely everything and boom, I am the trivia queen. Yeah, so. you smashed it. Thank you both so much for doing the quiz. It's been a joy having you both on. Uh, thank you, Johnny. And to everyone who's voted today, I hope you enjoyed that sausage and made a good choice. Good luck to you two on Saturday. Are you both somewhere on coverage? I will be doing the Guardian live blog and good Excellent. luck to my liver as it attempts to make it through what will be a very long night. <laughs> and Sean, are you on the telly somewhere? Uh, no, I'm doing a Writers Festival event that morning in Sydney and uh, then I will go and and, and vote and eat a sausage. Brilliant. All right. Well, thanks, guys. That was excellent. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Johnny. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Saturday Quiz. If you haven't already, please go and vote. I've done my civic duty over the phone because, yes, just like Pauline Hanson, I finally got COVID. It's not a lot of fun, but I'm fine. If you want to make my life a little bit easier, tap on the link in the show description to contribute to this podcast. As you might have heard just at the end there, Sean said he would be doing a Writers Festival event this Saturday. The Sydney Writers Festival is on right now, and this Sunday is Family Day. So take your junior bookworms down to Carriage Works for some science, art, and storytelling. Thank you to Sean Kelly and Amy Ramikas for being my guests today. And thank you, as always, to Cindy McDonald for writing the quiz. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week.